Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Bedrosian throws to Sandberg and the pitch is grounded to second base. Thompson has it, throws to first, it's over! 27 years of waiting have built on end. The Giants have won the pennant. All right, we are back with Thompson to Clark. The NLCS is on as we speak, so we'll kind of have that in the corner of our eye. We're going to talk about the possibility of a Giants having a new manager fairly soon. And I wanted to go through Andrew Baggerly's. Uh, he, he, he did a, a, a list, uh, 10 tasks for the Giants. And I just kind of wanted to go through it and get our feedback on some of the things that Baggerly wrote. Uh, and, uh, and that's going to be this week because... The, the the NLCS and the ALCS are going on, then the World Series, and then right after the World Series, a few days later, free agency begins, and Zadie says they need a manager by then. So it is we're closing in on a couple weeks here before they need to figure out who they're going to hire. But Brad, yeah. what what's going on? How much of uh, this postseason have have you been watching? As that as you can see, my Arizona. <laughs> My Arizona Wildcats hat, which is which is a little little rooting for the Diamondbacks. There, they did they did their job in the wild yeah. round. Yeah, they did their job, but I I cut them loose now because I don't want to root for a, a division team. So I'm cutting them loose. Bye, Arizona. Thanks. I, hope I think it would be nice if they made this series yeah. competitive. You know, I I'm a Corbin Carroll fan. I yeah. like the way that guy plays baseball. So I w- I wouldn't be upset to see Corbin Carroll. Uh, play, you know, seven, eight more baseball games the rest of the season. Um, I don't really have a rooting interest. I do want to see, honestly, I mean, and I say this every year because the Dodgers aren't in it now. And it's funny we say that every year. Uh, the Dodgers <laughs> aren't in it now. Um, I want seven games in all the remaining series. That I mean, you know, the Rangers are up two nothing as we record this uh, two games to none. They go back to um, Arlington. So going back there, um, you know, if Houston can get it together and, and take a couple of games and make this a series, that'd be awesome. Um, and same with Philly and, and Arizona go seven games, man, a, a game seven in Philadelphia uh, would be insane. And then if you had it really, if you had a game seven anywhere, I can't really say, if you had a game seven in Arizona, it would be insane, but I guess it would. I mean, against the Dodgers, they filled the stadium. I kind of want to go. Like, yeah, and, <laughs> and we had that question, too, kind of leading up to it. We're like, what is the atmosphere going to be like in Arizona? Yeah. Because when it's the middle of July and they're a 500 ball club or a little bit under 500, it's like you don't get that feel for what the stadium could be like. Yeah. And then against the Dodgers, it was just absolutely insane. So um, that being said, a game seven anywhere is going to be fun. Um, 
I got to look at the schedule because, you know, it's always fun for me too. Uh, I just kind of set up a little something out on the driveway for, uh, for Halloween. We, we do this candy shoot. So I have mm-hmm. this ladder with a ghost on it and it's got a big <laughs> tube coming out of his mouth. So the little kids come up and we drop candy down it. So if there's a game at a World Series game on Halloween, that's always fun for me. I really enjoy that. Yeah. This, so as, as you were talking about Arizona, uh-huh. you know, trying to get to a game seven or, or whatever, <laughs> I think it was Castellanos just hit a home run. Like, oh, like, no. It was like a giant, the biggest uppercut swing you've ever seen in your life. And he just, Oh my gosh. So that's Schwarber. So tonight you got Schwarber, you got Harper and you've got Castellanos with home runs, right? Yes. I mean, is that what's going on here? Good. Yes. Okay. You know, the, so when you were out, and uh, Jared Seidler came on and we were just talking about, you know, I was just like, yeah, you know, who do you, who do you think is going to win? And he's like, well, you know, do I have to take Atlanta out of this? And I was like, no, of course they're in it. Like they're the best team in the game. <laughs> and, and, and so, you know, they went on to lose, but we both said how much fun it would be for Philadelphia based on how baseball kind of took to them last year yeah. in their playoff run. And ultimately I know the Dodgers are out, the big market of LA, the both New York, Boston, all those markets are gone. So, the, you know, the, you're not going to hear about it. You're not going to see as much. The ratings are going to be a little bit down. So then you go to the next level. What's good for baseball? The star power. And yeah, I'm all for Bryce Harper getting to the World Series and being on that big stage again. Who does who do I want to see him face? Well, for old time's sakes, you know, we can't really go wrong with D bake or uh Bochi, but then you kind of look at, okay, is it Corey Seager? Is Seager the guy who can kind of get to the next level? You know, now that he's not on the Dodgers, you know, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Yeah, but, exactly. You know, who, who on both teams can, you know, Al Altuve is always fun to, to watch, but you know, he's been there before and he hasn't, you know, really become a household household name. He's a fantastic b- b- uh, baseball player for you if you're watching baseball on, on, a, on a yearly basis. But I think it's Seager. Seager would be the guy, uh, you know, to see Scherzer as an old vet. That's a great story coming off of an injury and getting there and performing again. Uh, so that's kind of what I root for here as we get out. But, you know, you mentioned Corbin Carroll. And unfortunately for him, it's like a couple of years too early because I don't think people really know who he is yet, except if you're a hardcore baseball fan, you've been hearing about this guy forever, you know, chasing his baseball cars and such. But Arizona just kind of snuck up on people. So the ability for him to make this big dent, I want to see it. I would love to see it because young players, you know, you want, you know, these young players who are able to play at a high level, in uh, in postseason is always great, but I do think it's Bryce. You know, maybe it's Seager, um, but I do want to see the kind of the the big the bigger personalities or the bigger play. You know, Mark Mark Simeon. I want to see those guys play on a high level so that sort of the casual baseball fan who doesn't care for a lot of the year, but then they come because it's the World Series. They go, oh my gosh. You know, Bryce Harper is amazing, which is why oh, yeah. it's so unfortunate that Shohei can't even get into the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, and that's the other thing, too. Shohei in the playoffs, possibly next season, on the big stage next season. Um, 
that, I mean, that would be absolutely amazing. So, and I think he thinks of that too. Obviously he wants to go somewhere where, where he can win. Um, and Arizona is kind of one of those teams too. And we see them every year, you know, we've seen them every year for years. Um, honestly, they're winning baseball games, but they're not, they, like you, like you just mentioned too, they don't have that star power. They don't have those names. Zach Gallen. I mean, we know who Zach Gallen is. Baseball fans know who Zach Gallen is, but the world doesn't know who Zach Gallen is. Um, again, Corbin Carroll, uh, uh, the, the center fielder, Thomas, um, Evan Longoria, like we know who he is. Uh, he's an older guy. He's on his way out, but he's still contributing. Um, Cattell Marte. When you look up and down that lineup, you go, well, it's it's kind of a lot of no-name guys, but uh, known in the baseball world. Um, everybody called us a boring team all season mm-hmm. long, even when we were winning. Do you call the Diamondbacks a boring team? Because they just do the little things and win baseball games and play good defense. Are they a boring team? I don't think so. Personally, no. I don't think so. I mean, if they still bags, man. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if that was our team, I'd say that's not a boring team. I don't care if you don't know who anybody is. I mean, when they, when we won the World Series in 10, 12, and 14, we didn't have a lot of household names. I mean, you knew Tim Lincecum because, it, you know, if, if you lived in Atlanta, you knew the guy with the long hair who pitched for the Giants. And, and that was kind of it. You did, you know, Juan Uribe, um, you know, all these guys just, you know. Cody Ross. Cody Ross. <laughs> and, man, I, you know, it, it kind of wasn't an exciting team. Um, but pitching wise, they just mowed people down. But but if you're a fan of that team, you really don't care. I, again, you know, a lot of Giants fan called this this Giants season very boring, a, a very boring team. But when they were winning, they were still winning, and they were still doing the little things and and making things happen. So um, I don't know. I'd still like to see um, again seven games. I don't really care who it is, but. Like you said, too, Bryce Harper getting a ring. I mean, he left the Nationals, and then the next year they go on and, and get a ring. And so yeah. he, still, he still doesn't have that ring yet. So yeah. for him to get one would be pretty cool. It would be awesome. And, yeah. uh, you know, I forgot about it, even though you wouldn't say that Evan Longoria, you, you, you know, you'd put him as a, as a Ray before you'd put him as a Giant. But he's still he's still root for the guy, you know. He 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 was in the uh, 08 World Series when when the Rays were there against the Phillies and they lost that World Series, and so he's now he's back. You know, gosh, uh, how many is that? Fifteen years later, as an as an elder statesman in the game, yeah. And uh, he he uh, Zach uh, Wheeler's just jamming him with with sinkers on his hands and he struck him out but you know that's another guy to root for is evan longoria good giant yeah and 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 zach wheeler is is kind of a curse word for giants fans sometimes (laughs) when when you say his name everybody kind of shudders and they go oh but you know i looked at his numbers the other day i think it was like last week i was just kind of poking around at numbers because you know we talk about all the time we could go to baseball reference and get lost for yeah. hours. Um, so I was like, Zach Wheeler, let me see when he finally got good. He didn't actually get, you know, once he left the Mets and, and, and signed on with the Phillies, the 2020 season kind of is when he started to become a more than, you know, eight or nine K per nine guy. 
Uh, I don't know what changed. You know, obviously, being a Giants fan, we we, we, try, we try to stay away from. Hey, what has made Zach Wheeler? So <laughs> because then you know we start to curse the name of yeah. Carlos Beltran, even yeah. though Carlos Beltran came over and did well. He got hurt. Yeah, things happened. It's 2011. Um, but looking at Zach year. Wheeler, yeah, it was, you know, it was a tough year. The whole Buster Posey thing, um, and, and then seeing Zach Wheeler pitch now, you go, hey, good. You know, good for him. He kind of he found something in 2020 and has been just really dominating. Uh, and just such a fun guy to watch. And yeah, I mean, you'd have to say, would he have done that with the Giants? I don't know. I mean, didn't he have Tommy John? I think he had Tommy John back at you know a couple of years after we uh, we traded him with the Mets. But so. I mean, you know, no one likes to lose a trade. No. But, no. If, but if you root for your guys and your guy gets traded, you hope that he does well. I mean, mm-hmm. maybe if he doesn't, maybe if he goes to the Dodgers, then you'd don't hope that he goes well, but yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I've never rooted against Zach Wheeler except when he pitched against us. So yeah, I'm, exactly. I, it, it's cool that he's he's doing well. You know, he's yeah. he's an ace in, in in today's baseball. All right, let's talk about the kind of the lead, which is Alyssa Nakin was interviewed for the managerial position of the San Francisco Giants. She was one of three internal candidates who got injured. According to all of the information that I've been able to find, it was her, it was Kai Correa, and it was Mark Halberg who were in internal candidates who were interviewed for this job. Now, not to say that neither of those three have a chance or whatever. They could have knocked it out of the park. Sure. In their interview. Don't and, know unless you interview them. Yeah. And, you know, we just from everything we know about all three people, really good inside the uh, the confines of the baseball diamond. And uh, I do, you know, I do think that it's probably a little too early in, in uh, Alyssa's career to be a, a big time manager. Uh, being that she has not, she doesn't have a lot of experience, but what she does have is, and this is what I found very interesting, is um, when she was hired, she said her goal was to basically climb the ladder. And so I don't know what that ladder looks like inside of the Giants coaching staff, but, you know, there are things that she uh, she has done with the team. And there are others that, you know, when she coached first base because of uh, Anton Richardson got kicked out of a game, like that yeah. was a first, right? So to jump from that to manager would be quite a leap. And I think if that happened, it would be because she just killed the interview. Uh, the The thing that's kind of against her and, and I, I, you know, this is a, she would be a pioneer of all pioneers in baseball if she did, she did become the manager, but I believe she's giving birth in February. So she's going right. to be a little bit out, uh, 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 out by, by, uh, by that time. And, you know, we, we both ha- have children, so we know the, uh, amount of, uh, uh, of, uh, the, it's just giving birth, you know, how hard that is and how hard it is to, to come back from that. You, you know, you need to rest and you need to take your time and, and all that. So, and that is not even saying, you know, being a parent for, for the first time and, and having a kid and dealing with that. So all I, I loved it. I love the fact that she interviewed. I thought it was really cool. Uh, and the fact that they had, you know, cause she wasn't named like we heard Correa, we heard um, Buster Posey's uh, old uh, roommate Halberg. And it's mm-hmm. probably our own sort of unconscious bias that we didn't even think of Nakin as a possible candidate, but thankfully uh, Farhan did. And, and so that was really cool. I was glad to see that. And uh, I know there are some skeptics 
And Killian tweeted uh, when it happened that, you know, she hopes that this wasn't like a PR stunt because the Giants are struggling in that area and they do need a little bit of goodwill from the fan base. So um, I don't think it was because just just the way that they put that team together. It sounds like she's very highly thought of, and and so that I think that's pretty cool. But I would be really, really surprised if either of the three of them become manager. But it's probably great experience for them right. if their ultimate goal is to become a big league manager. Like you, you go through it. This is the beginning stages of of your, you know, what you want to do in your career. So, um, any of those three would would I, I would guess Correa would have the inside track if it was somebody from those three who would be manager. What do you think? Yeah, I would think if you've got to go with those three, you probably look at Kai Correa, although Hallberg does have managerial experience. He did manage uh, Salem Kaiser. I think it was 2019. Um, so he has managerial experience. Um, Kai Correa does have three games in the bigs, though. <laughs> you know, the last yeah. game, last series against the Dodgers. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, honestly, I think I would give the edge to Hallberg uh, when it comes down to it. Uh, but when you when you look at it overall, and you you hit it, you hit it well. Um, in any organization, you want to at least give your people that experience to interview. Um, it, you know, it's kind of a it's kind of a payback. Hey, you you know, it's it's possible all three of those candidates won't be won't even be on the Giants' coaching staff next season. Yeah, uh, depending on who they bring in and who that person decides to uh, you know to retain uh, or build their own staff or do whatever it is that they do. But so you can you can almost look at it as an exit interview as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, just and but but giving those those three people the the chance and the experience to um, to interview for a major major league job and like you said you know all of a sudden they could wow just, somebody could sit there and, and Alyssa could be like just completely wow everybody. I mean I have to kind of look at it as remember Sean McVay back in in the NFL when he was kind of making the tours as the youngest guy, he was 32 years old. And and I say, Alyssa's 33. So yeah, actually if she was hired, not only would she be the first woman, I think she would be the youngest manager in the history of, of baseball. Uh, As far as I know, I haven't done any research, but I'd say modern history Um, at 33 years old. There's, there's probably somebody that's younger, but that I can't think of right now, but that that's very young. Um, but, but McVeigh, you know, just kind of went and made the rounds and they thought, well, you know, he's getting the experience and he's going to be an offensive coordinator somewhere. And, and, and then he wowed the Rams and the Rams said, you know what, let's do this. And, and things kind of worked out for the best. Um, but to give all of them the experience, I think that's pretty awesome. And, and like you said too, yeah, she is having a, a child in, in February. And, and as you and I have seen firsthand, the moms are the workhorses. We're just yeah. there to, to give support and help out in any possible way that we can. But the moms are doing the heavy lifting. The moms are doing everything uh, that, that is super important. So, uh, you know, she's probably going to want to be um, with the child, I would imagine, uh, you know, to, to have that bonding experience for, for a month or so. Yeah. Shoot. shoot yeah. You know, spring training, you know, starts in, in March or whatever. That would be pushing it if if the mm-hmm. delivery is in favor. And, and here's the other thing about you know our our wives and and moms and mother of our children and our own moms is that like the body 
and the mind go through so much during that period. And this is why, like when I, or, uh, whenever I talk to my wife about, you know, how un, sort of unfair it is uh, from the, in, in this world for, for females, I'm like, you had to deliver these children and immediately worry about going back to work and not overextend yeah. like, like that, like that is not something that I would ever have to do. You, you know, yeah, I'll take, a, you know, I'll take some time off, got to help with the kid, but you're just right back in there. And, and she, you know, you immediately go, okay, got to think about my job. Got to make sure, you know, I have all of my P's and Q's and, and all that. And then, you know, just the functional physical thing about being a woman and every month your body just kind of goes out of whack. I was just like, yeah. man, it is so unfair. Oh, and the for, lack of women sleep compared too. to men. Yeah, the lack of sleep and what it does to your mind. Uh, I mean, I, I, I just remember there were times, even me as a father, I didn't even know what time of day it was half the time I'd wake <laughs> up and I was like, oh my gosh, it's <laughs> like, what time is it? And, you know, the, the, kid would be napping or whatever but moms have it you know they've got to do the feeding and and try to get some sleep and and then six weeks later try to go to work and we're like (laughs) what is going i know i'm all-stars complete all-stars mom and you're like you're like i'm gonna go to work and it's a little bit of a break and then i'm gonna come home and but mom doesn't get a break like mom is like what do you mean break? Like this yeah. is, this is 24 seven. We'd come home and here's baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please go do what you gotta do. <laughs> uh, okay. So uh, from the athletic, and I think this was part of uh, Andy Baggerly's piece is that uh, potential external candidates include Steven vote. Um, Mark DeRosa, who was the team USA manager and even perhaps Bob Melvin. Now, Bags was a little like eyebrows raised at the whole kumbayaness of uh, the San Diego Padres statement from a couple weeks ago. You and I were like, oh, that means Melvin's off the table. He's like, I'm not sure. That might just mean you're going to have to give us something to get Bob. And still, Bob is my favorite candidate, but also seems like maybe the hardest to to bring over. The other thing about Bob is I think if you believe your team is kind of ready to go to the next level, he's the guy. I'm not sure the Giants are ready to go to the next level unless they believe they're going to hit a home run in free agency and have a couple of big trades to be made. I, You know, you have to take it at what it is, which is three out of the last four years, they've been pretty much a 500 ball club and they had the great year two years ago. Yeah, but I sort of look at them as a 500 ball club. And does a 500 ball club go from 80 wins or 79 wins to 90 wins in in one year? We did in 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 21. You know, we after the after the pandemic. But is that do you bring in a Bob as a long term sort of candidate, or do you look at it like Texas looked at it with Bochi, which is we've invested so much money into this roster. We have these really good players who are ready to blossom, and we just need that guy who's going to make it work like clockwork and put it all together, and you hire Bochi. I don't know if the Giants are at that level yet. I think Bob Melvin is the best candidate. I think Vote and DeRosa kind of leave us in a little bit of a, of a Kapler situation where 
you know, there's going to be some growing pains with the roster and the manager because they are first time guys. What is your overall feeling on this entire situation? You know, I looking at Bob Melvin, I'll just take kind of Bob Melvin out of the equation, but I can see that as a possibility. I think Baggerly said they would have to trade for him or, uh, you know, kind of eat his contract. And he's like four million a year or something like that. So quite a quite a bit. The thing with Bob Melvin is he's a Bay Area guy, played for the Giants, managed the A's, um, played for the A's too, I believe. Um, and he did a really, really good job with the A's when it came to youth. You know, the A's were turning over the roster, a lot of young guys coming up. He got the most out of the young players. They were exciting teams. They were fun to watch. I think he's having a hard time maybe in San Diego because you've got guys who have already established themselves in the majors. You got Machado, Tatis and, and you Darvish and all, all those guys, Blake Snell, they're, they're kind of do what they do. And and maybe he was a little too hands off and just said, you know, you guys are major leaguers do what you do. Yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe his strength is with the youth. And if that's the case, that's what the giants are looking at on their roster. Um, so maybe Bob Melvin is like a two year, three year stopgap type of mm-hmm. manager for the giants. Um, so that, that's a possibility. That's where I see, you know, the possibility of Bob Melvin. Stephen Vogt, I think, is very intriguing. Um, I think I would like to see him as the next Giants manager. The, the, the thing is, he just finished playing. Um, we have zero idea what his managerial uh, uh, skills would be like. Zero idea how he would handle platoons or anything like that. But being a, a former major league catcher, yeah. um, you know, he, he, with a pitching staff, he might be really, really good. And that's what the giants kind of lacked the last couple of seasons. Um, it was more, you know, here's an opener. <laughs> you mean, um, you, you mean, uh, <laughs> you mean Gabe and Farhan, Farhan aren't really all that thoughtful about how to use a pitching staff when it yeah, comes and, to, you know, the feelings of these pitchers. Yeah, and and Gabe got fired from Philadelphia <laughs> because he didn't know how to manage a, a bullpen. So I mean, you know, having a guy like Vote, who's a former catcher, and I could think of four other Giants cat or three other Giants catchers who have been managers. What is it? Bob Melvin, Bob Brenly, uh, and uh, oh, I can't think of his name right now. Cardinals manager was. Oh uh, yeah, Mike Matheny. Mike Matheny. Yes. Yeah. So th- those are three others that I can think of who are former giants catchers who became managers. I mean, Bochy was a catcher, but he never caught for the giants. Um, I'm sure I'm missing some other ones, but you mean, you, know, you I, mean, Terry Kennedy never coached for the Giants. He never managed I, the giants. Kurt Manwaring never managed for the giants. No. T, <laughs> so, so TK, did he ever TK managed here in Reno? He oh, managed no way. The, the Reno Silver Sox, which was a kind of an independent golden baseball league team. And that was fun. There I, you go. I yelled out his name a couple of times. Terry Kennedy, <laughs> we love you. Um, <laughs> but, you know, to, to have a former catcher as a manager, I think is an exciting prospect. I would like to see that. Uh, I mean, we, we've seen what, uh, uh, you know, some other former catchers have done Bob Melvin, Bruce Bochy. We've seen the success that they've had in the past and, and, and right now for Bochy, but um, yeah, I mean, it it could be, it could be an exciting hire. I think I'd be all on board on that one, but uh, uh, Donnie Ecker, also another one. I I heard, we heard that one today as well. The one thing that you wonder about bringing an outsider who has never managed in the big leagues, because I think if you're, 
Nacken and your Correa and your Halberg, you go, okay, I get it. Bob Melvin, great manager, has been successful in this business. He comes in and he jumps over us. That makes a whole lot of sense. Sure. You have Vote, you have DeRosa. That's a little bit of a, you know, that's a little bit of a, I'm not sure if they necessarily are more qualified than we are. So that that's always an interesting Ooh. part of the you know political part of it. Every every, you know, I'm, I'm sure when Gabe came in, he you know him being a former manager did help when it came to putting him in that spot over other folks. But first time managers are, are tough, right? Especially if they have not being a ball player it, it is paying your dues. I'm not saying sure. that it isn't that it, that is a big part of it, but figuring out how to deal in in the way and and working with baseball ops and kind of that whole thing there, there's there's a there's learning curves involved now vote may come in into the interview and just be like i just got all these ideas and blow you know farhan away in the nerd sense right just oh my oh, yeah. gosh this <laughs> guy's got the he's got the ex ball player and he's got the clubhouse and these Guys are going to love him. And then he knows, you know, all the things that we love and baseball ops and what we're looking for. And uh, and then, you know, the thing that Farhan also said, the the thing that is maybe even the most important is the recruiting aspect of it. You know, maybe maybe they, maybe he needs to move, you know who we need to bring in. We need to bring in Coach Prime. Coach Prime oh, will yeah. get oh, Shohei. Yeah. If we if we had Coach Prime now. Yeah, I, I'm I'm being facetious, but. <laughs> Let's put this together here. <laughs> Deion Sanders was traded to the Giants in 1995. Right. He played uh, on a bad team. Yeah. Uh, was it 94 or 95? I don't exactly remember the time frame, but it was right around that time frame. Yeah. He had just played for the 49ers, just won a Super Bowl. So he was kind of in the bay for uh, uh, one year before then he went and, and signed with Dallas. And then he was a bad guy to us. But yeah, yeah, he played that, you know, the end of that year with with the Giants. And so there's a little bit of a tie there. He's been a uh, all pro Hall of Fame NFL player. He was a really good baseball player and come in, bring him in. And you're like, hey, Coach Prime, the best recruiter out there he's gonna get shohei i i'm i'm in like, oh yeah and, and see the thing about coach prime though is what you're gonna have to do is just like when he played baseball and football he's kind of like you're not you don't have him for the whole time so True. he's gonna be coaching and recruiting in colorado or wherever he goes next and then you get him in baseball but you don't get him like full time so you're gonna have to have <laughs> you just you know, get him as a recruiter yeah you're like ron Wotus. you're really gonna like be there the whole time we're bringing you in and you're going to be the guy, but you got to deal with coach prime and he's going to have his ideas, but then he's going to take this call because uh, his son Shadur is, you know, going to, into these draft camps and, and he's got, he's got to prepare. Oh, so you I, know, like, I was just, about to say, does Shadur have to play center field for him? <laughs> if we hey, get on, is that, that, might, that might be a positive. <laughs> I true. bet we you he can field. run down some fly balls better oh, than I'm some sure. of the guys that we saw last year. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm clipping this. I'm clipping this and yeah, putting you it go. on YouTube. We're, we're, we're going to have a coach prime 
San Francisco is the next San Francisco Giants manager clip for YouTube. People are going to go, what is this crazy news? And then they're going to hear us have this silly conversation. But, uh, you know, sorry sorry for the clickbait. (laughs) You know, they they have uh, they're selling his sunglasses, the coach prime Mm -hmm. sunglasses. I've seen those. Now, when we went to Disneyland uh, two weeks ago, Coach Prime sunglasses were everywhere, man. Everybody was wearing them. And the big, you know, the big Oakleys now yeah, that took over, yeah. like it used yeah. to be the blades. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, those things that Tatis wears. Yeah. <laughs> Holy moly, you can't see people's faces with those things on. Okay, so <laughs> do you respect me more <clears throat> or less knowing that I pre-ordered some Coach Prime sunglasses. Hey, hey man, I want to see him on you first. I'm not going to tell you until I see him on you. Yeah, we'll see what we'll see what happens. Like I have, I I wear an old school Oakley pair from like years and years and years ago. Oh, yeah. I think they're called the eye jackets, and it's because I have a little bit of a wide face. So some sunglasses they like are so tight that they just pinch my temples. And so I can't necessarily wear them. So I bought these Coach Prime ones on a lark. I'm just assuming they're not going to fit properly, and I'm going to have to go back to my old Oakley 2005 eye jackets. But I had to get them. I had to pre-order them. I'm on the Coach Prime bandwagon. So I've got a brand that I like that I have to order because my mine is so smashed right here. Like if I put on Oakleys, they look like they're out here. Like I look like I got, you know, I could put two faces inside of my Oakley glasses. There's only certain types I, and I really have to try them on. So I, I get you, but I want to see these primes on you. Man. Yeah. Uh, but well, but if, well, you, if you put them on and they look good, you need to submit your resume to the San Francisco Giants for manager. Because if you look the part, that's all that matters sometimes. Yeah. I will submit my application and go. This is for the managerial position, but really, <laughs> Brad and I just want to host the official Giants team podcast. That's Absolutely. really that's really what I'm I, I want to do. That, and we'd love to be there on uh, on Fan Day. Yes, know, Fan Fest. We yes. want to we want to we want free tickets to Fan Fest so we can just kind of walk around and check. Yeah, out. we'll we'll interview people, <laughs> you know, and and Cole and, and Carmen. Like we'll just be in that rat pack, right? Yeah, like yeah. we'll just be with those with those folks and but we'll just have like the official podcast and absolutely. And uh, yeah, that. that would be fun. All right, let's get back to something a little bit more serious. So, um <laughs> So this this is uh Davis aka Drip. He he, <laughs> he was uh he he was with Rod and I last night after the 49ers sadly uh sort of came back to earth a little bit. Uh, Bro- yeah. Brock Purdy's balloon, you know, that someone poked a little tiny hole in it. Oh, you're going to have a, if you're a good team, I can vouch for this, the Rams a few years ago. If you're a good team, you're going to have weird games, man. You're just going to have really weird games where you're like, I don't know what that was. And then next week, all of a sudden, you know, as a Rams fan, I could say, then then Kurt Warner throws three touchdowns, no interceptions, and you win 52 to 10. So, yeah. 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 So, but uh, but Davis was uh, was hanging out with us and uh, chiming in about about the game and so his comment is will Dion be able to get us a Bryce Harper this time? <laughs> well, Bryce Harper signed like a forty five year contract with the Phillies, yeah, so right. they would have to be on a trade. But Shohei is the guy. Shohei is the you know the Bryce Harper uh, and 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 more now. 
you know, he, he's not going to be able to pitch for a year at least. And, and maybe that's for the better. Uh, maybe he just becomes like power closer at the, to save his arm a little bit. And he you just, go. you know, you just call him. You just, you know, whoever's the manager, Bob Melvin just goes out to in the, in the ninth inning and just goes like this. And then you see the guy, you know, from right field, just run in. He just like runs in and he's the closer. Yeah. But, but yeah, that would be a lot of fun if we could get a big name player. Thanks to get uh, you a three inning recruiter. save, man. That's <laughs> okay. What, that's what I'd like to see come back to three inning saves. <laughs> okay. So I wanted to go, well, this will be pretty much the, the rest of this podcast. I wanted to go through Andrew Bagley wrote a, a really fun piece. I mean, not fun. It was, it's a really good piece, but it, it sort yeah. of is perfect for podcasting. So he went through 10 things the giants have to do. And we just talked about this first one already, so we don't need to uh, go over this one, which was hire a manager. That's what they need to do. The other, uh, the next one is assemble a coaching staff because of all the folks that uh, they will possibly lose. They lost Brian Bannister already. Uh, they he he wrote that Andrew Bailey, who is an East Coaster, could be a candidate for the vacancy with the Boston Red Sox, which is pretty interesting. And so you need to uh, you need to retain or you need to put together a coaching staff. Now, this doesn't necessarily it's not something we can necessarily talk about a ton because the manager isn't in place yet. Once the manager is in place, you could then uh, raise this. But I wanted to bring up one thing. So assistant coach. Now, I'm, I'm screwing up this this name. Tyra Uematsu, who. Bags described as a tireless worker who also happens to be the first major league coach in history who was born and raised in Japan. Could be a handy recruiting edge when pursuing free agent pitcher Yoshinobu Yamamoto. And I don't know if you've seen any of the pitching ninja stuff on Yamamoto, but it's just like, oh, my God. Yeah, <laughs> like, absolutely ridiculous. Like, <laughs> like that, you know, that that's kind of someone who I think most fans would not really know or would not even think about when it comes to who you want, because obviously it's going to be Shohei. It's going to be Bellinger. Um, and, and then it kind of drops. I don't know. If, are we into the Donaldson or the. uh Who's the third baseman? That's Matt uh, Chapman. Matt Chapman. Are we into the Chapman yeah. thing? I don't know. Might as, well. like, Might as well kick the tires on everybody at this point. Yeah. He had like 200. Is he any better yeah. than J.D. Davis at this point? Good. He's a vacuum at third. So, true. I mean, if you need defense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. True. So just putting that out there. Uh, Yamamoto, we got the Uematsu possibility there. Uh, maybe maybe that helps uh, you know recruit Yamamoto. So that that's really Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn five dollars into one hundred and fifty dollars instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then place a five dollar wager on any sport. You'll receive one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions same game parlays live bets and so much more download the app in maryland today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only maryland only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance please play responsibly for help visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm national harbor promotional not available in washington dc say goodbye 
to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Cool. All right. Now, number three is the opt-out decisions. So Ross Stripling has already said that he is going to probably come back. And Bags believes Manea pitched well enough to springboard him into free agency. So he f- expects Manea not to opt in. Uh, it doesn't mean that the Giants cannot bring him back. It just sure. means that they're, you know, he has the Manea is the one who has the leverage in this situation. And then he writes that it's Conforto whose decision will have the domino effect. Yeah. He said he wrote that Conforto, and this is a, this is a, a I'll quote this uh, quote. Conforto has said that he appreciated how the Giants treated him. He's a Seattle area native. His wife's from Oregon, and they live a few miles from the Giants' spring training facility in Scottsdale, Arizona. So he has reasons to stay, even if economic factors are likely to pull the Scott Boris client back onto the open market. If he stays. The Giants will have an outfield logjam on their hands and not necessarily a good one. Do you hope that Conforto opts in or opts out? You know, at this point, honestly, I I, I hate to say it, but I hope he opts out. I mean, if he opts in and I'm has with a fantastic you. year, that's great. But if he opts out, uh, you know, th- th- like Baggerly said, I, I didn't really think about the logjam in the outfield, but I would hate for him opting in to force us to have to do something with Yaz or Slater. Slater just had surgery too, but I think he's supposed to be he had, what a, a chip in his elbow. I yeah, think. elbow surgery. Yeah, and so he should be fine by spring training. But still, I'd hate for the Giants to have to move one of those guys, um, you know, to make room for hey, we've got Conforto. He's coming back because Conforto is only going to come back for one year. So at this point, I kind of hope he does opt out. Uh, give the Giants a little more freedom in the outfield, like Baggerly said too. We can go out and try to find somebody else. If you if you can swap out Conforto and Bellinger, phew, I'd take that in a heartbeat. Oh, in a heartbeat. Season. Yeah, he, yeah. And here's the worry, right? Which is we hope that Conforto opts out because we believe or we hope that they could find a better fit for the current team, sure. not someone who's old, not someone who's you know coming off of an injury, and maybe not. Uh, all that great defensively or fleet of foot. Maybe, you know, we we want these more athletic players as Zaidi keeps telling us that, that we're getting. But I, I do worry that if you go, okay, you know, we Conforto, he opts out. He's someone we actually convinced to bring in. <laughs> yeah. And then they have trouble bringing in the guy who they want to replace that, the you know, those innings there. Uh, you know, one thing I didn't think about, if you do now, this is a little bit of a long shot, right? I know Pete Alonzo was out there. He right. probably is not looking to come to San Francisco because, uh, you know, 10 of the 40 home runs he expects to hit are going to die in, in left center. <laughs> yeah. Although he's strong enough. He is. He's, I don't he's, know. The, he's the best home run <laughs> derby guy I've ever seen in my life. Oh, yeah. Um, You could move late night to the outfield. Mm-hmm. 
he 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 has flexibility to play out there. So that is an option if you do lose Conforto and you find a first baseman, then maybe late night becomes the Conforto replacement in the outfield. So just something right. to, to think about there. All right. So now uh, number four is the tender decisions. The Giants have six arbitration eligible players who are forecasted to make roughly $29 million if all are tendered contracts, according to MLBTradeRumors.com. Bags believes that this will not be a problem. They will re-up everybody here. But he also mentioned, and this is something I didn't even think about, and, and I'll quote him again here, quote, as for second baseman Tyro Estrada and right-handed Tyler, right-hander Tyler Rogers, both should be candidates for multi-year extensions, at least through their remaining arbitration years. Zaidi acknowledged the importance of continuity while evaluating where things went wrong in 2023 and said part of the offseason plan would be to agree to more long-term contracts among free agents and players already in the system. Hey, what do you know? Players usually perform better when they have a sense of stability, end quote. What do you think about Tyro being the long-term solution at second base? Would you want to tie several more years down the line to Tyro being the guy? I would, honestly. I mean, his defensive metrics were great this year. Uh, I I like his speed. Uh, I like his attitude. Yeah, absolutely. I, I would not have a problem with... Tyro Estrada, Marco Luciano combo up the middle uh, for the next few years. Uh, zero problems with that. And I do wonder now this will be some, you know, this, this would have been a great question for Jarrett. Does Tyro have more trade value with options and on an ARB deal or on a contract that you can actually predict and, and sort of play out on your books? That's an interesting question. I don't, I don't yeah, know the answer I, to that. I would, I would think with Arb years and with flexibility, I, I would think he would have more value because then a turnaround would be a lot easier because if you, if you got him on a set contract and all of a sudden he was underwhelming and things just weren't working out, you're on that set contract uh, there's not a whole lot you can do, but if you're looking at Arb years, you can say, well, he's only got two Arb years left and then he's an unrestricted free agent and he's kind of hit the dumper. So we can, <laughs> move. so I, I would think, I would think having those arbitration years and having, having some flexibility would be more sexy, so to speak. Okay. Uh, and Tyler Rogers has been excellent for, what three years now, and so yeah. I don't think this is any sort of like luck. Yeah. Like I think he's sort of figured it out, and I yeah, would yeah. be fine with him, you know, being on this team. You know, he's not going to be a closer. We we know that mm-hmm. he's going to be a situational guy, and he's going to help them clean up some innings in, in some instances. And he's not going to be somebody who strikes out two guys for every inning. He, you know, there's going to be some ball and play aspect of it, and. And they're just going to have to improve their continually improving their defense would, would, is going to help the pitching, all the pitching staff. So, yeah, for sure. All right. Number five, evaluate your own free agents. Uh, they're probably picking up the 10 million club option on Alex Cobb, which we have talked about already. Uh, and, you know, that based off of his season last year, even if he as it isn't as good as he was in 2023, 10 million is uh, is probably a bargain for what he's going to do as long as he doesn't get injured and, and pull a day Sclafani on us. It, it, you know, he's got that hip thing that he's got to figure out. And they, you know, he 
as you are getting older, uh, I, I say that as somebody who went to the doctor today. Oh, no, no. And the doctor was like, so, so this was about my knees. So I, I mm. dislocated my kneecap when I was 29 playing uh, semi-pro. And since then, my right knee has just been a pain to deal with. And, you know, I remember I, I remember I'd actually injured one of my knees uh, before that. No, no, no. This, this was the same the same injury. Doc goes, hey, man, uh, you may not want to buy a, a house with stairs. It's going to be oh, no. problematic for you as you get older. I was like, dude, come on. I have a house with stairs. What are you talking about? <laughs> And he's like, "Oh, my bad." Uh, so, anyways, uh, I have uh, I have moderate arthritis in both of my mm. knees, and I have to get some gel uh, put into. Uh, they they're going to shoot it into my knees. They said, you know, we can either shoot cortisone or this gel. This gel's probably a little bit safer. It'll push you, you know, off a few years. Because eventually you're gonna have to get both of your knees replaced. Oh, good lord! <laughs> so Jeez. you know that is what I get for trying to play competitive sports into my 30s. Yeah, <laughs> it's just these these bad knees. But so I say that with Cobb as someone who is, you know, look, I'm older than Cobb, obviously, but dealing with injuries as you get older is not easy. So this little hip thing could become something bigger. It could become a problem with the other hip because you're favoring one and then it could cause a hamstring. Like there's just so many things as you get older that, you know, you don't even think about because you always think that you're young and that you're going to oh, yeah. just be able to fight through it. So not that I don't want to jeopardize uh, Alex Cobb in any way, but just that, you know, it's not necessarily easier said, you know, it's easier said than done. The Giants also could lose Brebia, Scott Alexander, Alex Wood and Jacob Junis. So those are possibilities for them to lose those guys. But Bags believes they have internal depth to backfill those potential losses. And then we bring in none other than Jock Peterson. Jock Peterson, uh, Bags writes. You can't sign a left-handed DH if you're serious about making a run at Shohei. So any Jock Peterson uh, conversation would have to be after they believe that they're not in, in the Shohei game. And if you are in the Shohei game, you do sign Shohei, you you probably send a fruit basket to the Peterson family and say, hey, y'all, appreciate your two years we kind of got the guy that we want. Yeah. And, uh, good luck. And, 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 you know, thanks for everything that you've done. So, uh, so that, that is jock. And then, you know, Brennan Crawford, he hasn't said that he's retired, but you know, I can't imagine that the giants decide to bring him back in any way. If he is willing to play another year. Yeah. And, and I hate to even say it too, but I can't imagine another team is like, let's take a shot. Uh, we need a shortstop and, and, you know, we need an older shortstop who's lost a step. And, yeah. You know, again, I feel sacrilegious saying all this. Stuff. What if the dude? What you if know? the dude is just like, you know what? I'm dedicating my entire offseason. I'm dropping twenty, and I'm getting lean. Because not to say that he was a heavy guy, but no, no. You know, there's a decided difference in in what he looked like. You know, the the previous you know, 10 years versus this year, like he's a, just a bigger dude. And some of that obviously is age. We, we know what that feels like though. For some reason you've been able to like 
get smaller as you've gotten older you've like reversed <laughs> like what normally happens uh, well that's because you you got to get yourself some heart disease that, that's, <laughs> that's what you gotta do you gotta hit 50 you know the whole family history thing catches up to you and they're like hey you know i gotta watch it pal so then you start uh you know cutting the saturated fats and the carbs and all that other good stuff and eating lots of lean lean protein yeah yeah, yeah so i think I, I weigh right now as much as i did uh my senior year of high school and I'm and I'm 50 years old, but I'd like to put on a little bit more because I think <laughs> I think I got a little eccentric there. So putting on another five pounds of like lean protein meat would be yeah good, so. yeah yeah. <laughs> um. All right. So yeah. So you know that those the the free agents that they kind of have to uh, figure out. They're they they don't seem to be hard decisions to me. Yeah. I. I... Really not. I mean, it's not like it was last year and the year before where we had a lot of decisions to make and we're like, do you keep this guy? Do you ditch this guy? Carlos Rodon, do we bring him back? And Gossman, do we bring him back? I mean, obviously, now you look at hindsight, you go, bring Gossman back. Maybe don't bring back Rodon, even though it was just one season of injuries and, and, and ugliness for Rodone this year with a, what was his ERA close to seven? Was it exactly <laughs> seven somewhere around there? I just, was, I didn't know that he'd like turned to the pitching coach who came out. He's just like, gave him, gave him the back. He's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. You? <laughs> he, he pitched in 14 games this year. So, I mean, you can look at all that stuff this year. I think it's pretty easy, clear cut and dry. I, personally, I don't want Jock Peterson back. Uh, you know, he's run his course. He had one great, really great fun season with us. Uh, other than that, it's kind of been a liability because you have to put him in the outfield. Giants have already said, we want to get younger and we want to, we want to get faster. They've got enough outfielders in the minors now where they can test some of these guys out. You can throw Ramos out there. You can throw Meckler out there. You could, you could throw Matos out there. I mean, you, you got guys you can move around uh, in the outfield. So, um, you know, like what Bag said, unless the Giants, you know, are still in love with Jock Peterson's exit velocity, he's he's pretty much gone. And and I agree with that. So, uh, but yeah, all the other guys. I mean, you're not going to bring back Brandon Crawford uh, unless you bring him back on the coaching staff. I mean, heck, if he does announce his retirement, maybe he is a, a guy not for manager, but maybe he's a guy that comes back on the coaching staff or somewhere in, in the organization. Um, guy's got enough money. Maybe he buys in like Buster Posey does, uh, you know, and becomes a part owner. Right? I, I mean, that'd be great to have those guys just kind of, you know, and then Bumgarner, who's got enough money, he comes back and he does the same thing. And you got, you know, you've got the, yeah, the, you, the you need, you need the guy to get mad every once in a while to yeah, get, exactly. get fired up at everybody. Yeah. Just have Bumgarner walk into the, the clubhouse when they're on a losing streak <laughs> and change that around real quick. So yeah, uh, you, not, you, a, not a lot of tough decisions. But Posey's like, Hey bum, uh, things aren't think, you know, we need, we need someone to fire us up. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to walk in to, to the, to the clubhouse, whatever you see on a table, whatever you see, just <laughs> throw it in the air and just walk Flip out. <laughs> and then on your way out, just fire out a snot rocket. The, there they'll, you go. They'll, they'll feel that. I love um, that. By the way, Davis, uh, a.k.a. Drip, who is also on Twitter, uh, at Davis, a.k.a. Drip. Uh, his, his Twitter his Twitter title is The Podcast Dropout. I'm going to have to ask him about that. But he said, this old man talk, no disrespect, is hitting home for me. And then... In parentheses, <laughs> I'm not even 30 yet. Oh, hey, no. Come Davis, on. my man, 
you you got you got your years do do something do something with them i I we, we we would do anything to get back to to those oh, years. God, I remember. <laughs> I didn't even. I don't even think I had a kid yet at thirty. Wow. Yeah. No, it's good stuff. Oh, I, yeah. For for some reason, we are not turning away the young guy, the young man demographic here. So no, no, we're doing something. That's well. good. That's good. I like that. All right. So uh, we'll stop here at five and and just quickly talk about our drink, and then we'll pick up the six to ten. Uh, I have uh, people who listen to this show know my story of the scotch subscription service that my wife got for me. And they please just, tell me you got something different. Well, so they sent me the same bottle three times in a row after we told them, like, <laughs> what's going on? You've already sent us. And so phone. what happened is it's like, oh, we're so sorry. And they say um, they they go, yeah, just send us back the bottles. And my wife is like you know, usually when, wow. when companies like, you know, they send you something to then send the bottles back. You just want to sit like, I'll just put it in a box. Like this is a bottle. You yeah. don't want, you know, so they're like, Oh, okay. 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 Like we'll, we'll sort of figure it out. And in the meantime, they did send me two other bottles of, of different, but this is the first one that they sent me the Alexander Murray, uh, which is awesome. And I love it. So, you know, having three bottles of this is great. <laughs> Not a problem. And then they sent me two of the other bottles, which is great. And we'll see if they eventually send me anything to send those other bottles back. I don't imagine they will. So I just kind of got <laughs> five bottles of scotch for the price of uh, three. Well, d- drink them and just tell them, sorry, man. I waited <laughs> yeah. too long. <laughs> send them the empty bottles. Yeah, there you go. Here they are. Get, get you know, get your service correct next time. Signed, <laughs> M. Bumgarner. Fill it with apple juice. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, so, so, yeah. So that's what I'm drinking. The Alexander Murray, which is excellent and it is fantastic and i'm so happy that my wife got me this subscription nice 2001 I, I, by the way it's alexander murray oh, 2001 oh my goodness all right uh, i i i wish i would have poured a scotch now tonight but i did go like i told you last week life's too short i'm not gonna really kind of hang on to the the good stuff so much yeah. anymore i yeah. busted out you know, the old forester 1920 uh, gets fuzzy there uh the 1920 prohibition style it's 57.5 percent alcohol wow it's a it's a meaty drinker 115 proof um but oh my goodness it is absolutely fantastic got this for the 50th birthday um and uh yeah yeah someday davis you're gonna hit 50 and you're gonna get awesome (laughs) you're gonna get awesome gifts like this yes. man uh and you're gonna hang on to them and you're gonna put them on the shelf and then you're gonna and then you're gonna go i'm 50 yeah so i don't want to sit on that too long <laughs> you never know what could happen <laughs> yeah so so i think the way that davis found me is through the wrestling stuff that i do so it's, oh, it's nice. possible that i may see davis in you know in in the flesh at some point because hey, wrestling travels go. we you know we all go to these big time shows so maybe i'll maybe i'll take a picture w- with davis and put it on our bspn uh, oh, you Instagram. know what we got to get doing going is just like a, a a bspn podcasters trip to vegas sometime yeah that'd be, you know rod who does you know? the uh we want winners with me mm-hmm. He lived in Vegas for oh, wow. some time. Yeah. So he wasn't that far from you, I'm sure, during a time when you were in Reno. And, you know, Bry will go to Vegas. Vegas is not Bry's favorite spot. He has learned this. But, you yeah. know, for, for NBA stuff, for Summer League, he was out there 
we're thinking about going for the uh, the NBA in season tournament is going the finals are going to be in Vegas in December. That might be a little harder. I don't know. I'm not exactly sure if we're going to be able to pull it off, but yeah, Vegas would be awesome. And, and, you know, the one, if you, if you actually make it to the Bay area, the one time that I've been dying for you to come out here, uh, I will get everybody together. Cause Rod oh, yeah. is, uh, I believe Rod is in Oakland. Brian's in okay. San Francisco. I'm in Sunnyvale, not too far from where you grew up. So if you do make it out here, we'll, we'll do something for sure. Where we we were discussing it, I was trying to get Olivia Rodrigo tickets. (laughs) It did not go well. All I could find was single tickets every now and then pop up for five hundred bucks on the floor. I'm like, yeah, we're not doing because it was going to be in. I think it was like August of next year. Okay, that's perfect because then we can do that. Go to a Giants game. Hell yeah, didn't quite work out, but we're still we're still trying to figure it out. I still need to get out to a Giants game. It's been a long time, so. Um, did you guys go see the Taylor movie? You know what? My oldest, my 16 year old did on Saturday night. So she was going to go with her boyfriend and then he couldn't make it. So I was like, well, if you can't find anybody, I'll go, I'll go hang out with you. We'll, We'll, I'll go check it out. But then her good friend, uh, is also a Taylor fan. They wore their matching Taylor Swift cardigan purple sweaters. There you go. Uh to the to the show. They said everybody was singing. They went Saturday night, said it was a blast. So um I'm Sounds very like excited for that. I'm I would love to see it come out on streaming. If it hits Disney uh Disney Plus, I'm gonna crank that up, man. I, I love concert movies. Really. Yeah, my stepdaughter, she's interested. She's yeah. only eight though. Uh, my worry is that we're there, we got the popcorn. And then at halfway through, she's just like, all right, I'm done. Like, this is just too much. Like all these, you know, yeah, all these possible. girls dancing in front of the the big screen. And but maybe if we, you know, if we bring one of her friends who that that could help. But, yeah, I want to see it just because, you know, I, I remember when Michael Jackson died, they did the concert movie for This Is It, oh, which right. was he had had a film crew kind of film the uh everything building up to this one last concert tour he was going to do in London and then hopefully move, bring it to the U S and he passes away before the, the concerts happen. And so he had all like the, the stuff in, 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 you know, earlier and they made it into that movie. I kind of want to watch that movie again, but um, I, you know, me and Brian and JJ, gosh, they were probably like eight or nine, eight, and nine. And now they're in their you know early twenties. And we all went, you know, we, we had to see MJ on the big screen. So that, I actually, I'm with you. I think it'd be really cool, especially in IMAX, if you get the IMAX. Oh, yeah. Stuff, so I think it'd be cool. Well, and and my oldest did say that there were girls about your your daughter's age, you know, eight years old, nine years old, down front in their dresses and their tailored dresses dancing. So, you know, that might keep her interest for a while, yeah. too, to head yeah. on down there and do some dancing with the other girls. So, Yeah. All right. La- let's go. Uh, the last five here. Number six, we'll go through these quickly. Winner ball decisions, Casey Schmidt, Marco Luciano, and Luis Matos uh, all need development. Uh, we all know this. Matos, you know, he's he's a little slim right now. He could probably put on mm-hmm. a little bit of weight. Luciano mm-hmm. just needs more reps. You know, he's had the back injury. Casey Schmidt just needs someone to throw him uh, curveballs uh, and high <laughs> fastballs out of the zone. And, you know, he, he's... <laughs> He he he's like a character from Major League. Like, just, oh yeah, just you know, you throw the fastball within his strike zone, and he's gonna put some good wood on it. And you throw the ball above his eyes, and he's gonna still swing at it, and he's gonna miss. So, um, 
I guess they didn't want Luciano to play winter ball just because of the injuries he's had, but it looks like he may play a little bit in, in Dominican uh, Schmidt that they were thinking about it, but it looks like he will just play uh, at the um, uh, Papago uh, uh, at the, um, I guess, what is it? Is that where the, is that where they're, Arizona. Yeah, yeah. Right? So that's yeah, where their yeah. facility Just is. Just kind of, yeah, that's their facility. It's kind of their uh, their minor league uh, off-site from their regular stadium where they do a lot of rehab stuff, yeah. And then they said Matos was going to go back to Venezuela to spend time with his family, and he'll play uh, a little bit in Venezuela. So cross your fingers that A, nobody gets hurt, and B, that they get some good reps and that Schmidt can get something out of playing at the facility. Uh, and, and those those are really the guys as far as, you know, guys who were on the big league roster and who played and you're kind of looking forward to them next year going like, OK, I know they're going to be on the team. Like, what? let's see what happens in their sophomore seasons. Yeah. All right. This is the big one. Be big time players in free agency. Um, where do the Giants start? Well, Otani, obviously, we talked about Yamamoto. You could and then, start and end with Otani. Yeah. And you'd have a successful offseason. <laughs> uh, and then we talked about it, Chapman and Bellinger. Those are kind of the next guys. And the thing about that is even if that even if they only hit similarly to what the Giants players hit in those spots last year, defensively, they're an upgrade. So that's kind of you know, the even, you know, I, I don't know. We'll see how much money it costs to bring in a Cody Bellinger. If you got to sign him for, you know, eight years for $260 million, maybe it's not <laughs> as interesting of a deal. Uh, but that's what free agency is, right? You know, right. you're, you're building up and he had the right season at the right time. And he's 20 going to free old. agency. 28 yeah. years old. If you sign him to a 10 year deal, that's not, the most terrible thing. You're not talking about a pitcher. You're not talking about a catcher who might break down. You're talking about a center fielder with a good glove. So at least you're still kind of paying for a glove later on down the line, hopefully. Yeah. And a Chapman, uh, he hit 240 with 17 home runs. So not great. He is 30 as well. So he's probably not going to break the bank off of those numbers, but he's probably going to be because the fact that there's not a ton of guys out there who are the big free agents, he's going to get some looks for sure. Uh, But bags talked about a guy. I don't know. I'm talking about ruining uh, some names here. Uh, There's a, this one's actually pretty easy. A Korean star center fielder, Jung Hoo Lee, from the Kiwoom Heroes, 25 years old, and he is coming to the bigs. And the interesting thing about this is there was a video that was uh, that showed him in his last at-bat for the Heroes. And who is in that video? Very uh, a, a short, little, quick view of Giants GM Pete Patilla in the video. Nice. So he was scouting Jung Hoo Lee. So that's kind of an interesting thing. And, you know, we'll see, you know, I think we we looked at someone like uh, Saya from last year, like, oh, you know, we really, really want him. And he had, a, he had a pretty good year. He didn't, you know, he didn't hit 50 home runs or anything, but he was a, I think he was a plus player. He, he kind of screwed up at the end of the year for, for the Cubs. But 
you know, you you look at these players who are coming from overseas and there's just more information about them, more, you know, okay, these guys can adapt, you know, their their skills adapt from these different leagues. And if you can play, you can play and that kind of thing. Cause I think, you know, for Giants folks, they're like, you think of some of the um, the players from the past who they've they've tried to grab, who haven't worked out well. Who was the guy that they traded uh, from the Mets, the Japanese center uh, Shinjo? Yeah, Shioshi Shinjo. Yeah, and he, you know, he, he, I know what is up with him. He's a, he's a star manager over there. Yeah, he, I mean, he is like the flashy. He's the he is he is the prime of i i believe the japanese league baseball uh managers pretty much yeah yeah no but i mean but he like he was decent defensively not a good offensive player but when you think about it and that how many years ago this was 20 something years ago the the game like these players who are playing overseas they're building their skill set to cross over and so they know that their goals are to come over and make the big bucks. So, you know, now I think, you know, you see these high level players from the Jap- from the Nippon League and, you know, from from Japan, from Korea. And you go, oh, you know, are they going to be good in the bigs? This is where the best players are. I think they're going to be good. Like you see, we, we watch the World Baseball Classic and those players can play. So oh. I'm, I, I, I would love for them to even go you know, further into finding some of these players who, you know, maybe everybody doesn't know are, are coming. Like I want us to like double down on, on Korean league and, in in you know, finding guys in Japan. Cause if they don't work out, so be it. It, you know, I don't know how much of that money counts against, you know, whatever you're trying to keep your, your uh, number under, you know, if you, if you have to pay the, you know, pay the teams or whatever for guys, Whatever it is, like I think there's ways that you can make it work to your advantage. So I would love to see them double down and just bring over folks from overseas and such. Well, and 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 the Giants are a big market team. I mean, that's that's the bottom line. And and they've got money this year. They now have money. So this I, this is you know they've freed it up. They've got a ton of money floating around out there. So the time to to use it is, is now. Just go out there and spend that money. Um, get whoever you can, get people in the seats, get excitement in the city again. Um, you know, the international players, whatever it is, bring them all in, um, make a team and play some exciting baseball. Yeah, absolutely. All right, I'm going to group these together, eight and nine, get younger and more athletic. We've talked about that constantly all year long. All year long. <laughs> um, they're probably bringing back, you know, 60% of the guys that are going to be back on the team were on the team last year. So, the folks who are not from last year's roster, you really do have to upgrade in the athletic ability uh, of the, the newer players and also be active on the trade front. Who's out there? You know, there are teams mm-hmm. who are, uh, who are open to trading guys and, and uh, bags talks about uh, the uh, brewers, uh, Corbin Burns and, and Woodruff, but uh, was it Burns that, got hurt and he's going to be out for next year or was it Woodruff? Uh it's Woodruff. Yeah, so so Woodruff is is kind of off the table. I think that this yeah. happened before Bags wrote his piece, but he also writes about Willie Adamas like you know who who would what would it take to bring in somebody like Adamas because the Brewers don't keep 
stars until free agency. They usually right. kind of dump them right before their free agency is concerned. So that's kind of the way that they're looking for it. Um, and then the last thing is get on the same page. And I think that's the big thing, right? You have uh, Zaidi, who is kind of in a lame duck year, unless he just, you know, he just blows the doors off and we're back to 2021 and he puts together this fantastic roster. Uh, but Buster Posey, you know, has a little bit of a, a bigger voice now. Uh, but the, yeah, the, this organization needs an identity. And I think if your identity is Buster Posey more so than Farhan Zaidi to the public and to the, the fan base, that is so much better. And it could still, you could still be the same organization. You could still be, you know, Zaidi wheeling and dealing and, and the way he analyzes players and Patilla scouting all these guys, you can still have the same organization. You just need some wins but I would love to see Buster be a little bit more at the forefront of this entire thing. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, and, and I think giants fans want to see that. I, I think they need to see that. They need to see his stamp on uh, this search because I think they'd feel more comfortable. Uh, just the fact that, that Buster Posey became an owner, I think made giants fans more comfortable uh, and, and can kind of stomach the situation that we're going through right now. And again, I don't think it's a terrible situation. I still think Zadie and I still think everybody he has in place right now uh, is still good for the organization. And I still think there's promise. I, I'm not one of those that fire Zadie, fire Kapler, maybe fire Kapler. I was fine with that. I, I still think what Zadie has done for the, the minor league system uh, and everything else that he's doing right now for the organization. I, I think we keep going the course, but let's see who we get in there as manager before we make decisions. All right. Last thing we will uh, have on this show and we'll get out of here. Uh, Davis, our guy Davis says, speaking of getting older, if Otani were to sign, are you scared that the injury so far will slow him down sooner? I'm not just based off the way that he's wired. He probably is not going to have a long career as a pitcher uh, is my guess he's a really good athlete um he's a big dude he's a strong dude so i think the bat will translate into his older years but anytime you sign a guy for double digit years you are you are understanding that probably the end of that contract is not going to be pretty and just hoping that based on the advancements of where baseball is in those 10 years, that contract is not as unaffordable as, as it could be if, uh, you know, if the sport doesn't grow. So I think that's where, where they would look uh, in 2034. If he is, you know, a marginal player or if he is a replacement level player and you're paying him 50 million, and the average salary is so much more in 10 years than it is today, then it's, it's not as, as big of a deal, but yeah, I mean, you should be concerned, but you're, you're front loading, even though the pay is, you know, you're, you're paying them, them yearly. You're kind of just front loading the idea of we are, we are paying him for six years or eight years, not really 10. And we're just kind of, yeah, you know, that, that those last two years were, we're just going to take the hit. And hopefully by then the economics of baseball will be so that we're not completely screwed. You can also market an older Otani 
better than you can market an older Correa. And I, and I think you could say the same for Bryce Harper. I think some of those guys are going to be more marketable. You're still going to get people in the seats, even though they're older, uh, not as good as they used to be. But like you said, too, um, hitting-wise, he's going to hang on for a long time. Pitching-wise, hey, man, like you said, too, a closer. Smoltz, turn, baby. That's turn, what Smoltz turn into a John Smoltz. Yeah. yeah, there you go. I like uh, and so Brad sent me a little tweet about, Shinjo, <laughs> not fantastic. The Nippon Ham Fighters. He says that this was he, two years ago. Yeah. He wants people to call him the Big Boss. I'm in. You better call that man the Big Boss. Heck yeah! All right, we are done here. Uh, a little bit longer than I thought, but I thought that Bags's article was so interesting, and it was a nice little ending, sort of the you know the cap on the season for us as we look towards uh, the manager, uh, new manager being hired, and then free agency coming and. You know, I don't know. Diamondbacks making a little bit of a comeback here. It is yeah. now five to two. Some and noise. Uh, they got, you know, they've been hitting Zach Wheeler a little bit better as we are in the sixth inning. But uh, we'll be back next week and we will chat about the NLCS and the ALCS. And, and possibly we will know who's in the World Series by then. And yeah, and, you know, this offseason is always going to be fun because there's so much turnover. And there's a little bit of a different thing with the Giants this year, which is, we know that Harrison and Luciano and Matos and Schmidt, they're going to be in, you know, they're going to be involved. So we don't mm-hmm. have to question that going into next year so that they are in the cards and that will be fun to sort of figure out that roster and what it is with those guys involved as well. So, all righty. Thanks to everybody for checking us out live and also for listening to the audio on the BSPN feed. We've increased our YouTube subs a little bit here and there. So appreciate the new YouTube viewers who are watching this and and clicking on the replay. And uh, for Brad, I'm Double G. We will see you when we see you. Thanks to Davis for hanging out with us. Peace out. Peace. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.